We are going to dive into a topic that was introduced to me in a recent coaching session. Uh, I'm in part of Dresha Hawk's coaching program. It's called Leverage, and she specializes in high ticket group coaching. And while I don't have a group coaching program, I have learned so much from being inside her world, her hub, uh, attending her coaching sessions and all that good stuff. So here's the concept that she shared. She has talked about this thought of will versus skill, will versus skill. And she, the, the definition that I have gleaned from this is whenever you have a problem or your prospect has a problem or your potential student has a problem, it's either a will problem or a skill problem. And the thought there is it's a will problem if it's something mindset. Like, do you have the will to do it? Do you have the desire to do it? Do you have that internal drive to figure out the problem, right? Or to take the next steps. So that's the will side of it, W-I-L-L. The other side of it is the skill. So the skill is more tactical. It's more tangible. It's more functional, step by step. Do you understand the the um, technical pieces of like what she teaches us is buyer psychology and um, articulating your value and things like that. So do you understand that process, the step-by-step that you might go through to get your audience warmed up and ready to enroll in your program? Like those tactical pieces. So will versus skill. And this is something that I not only I resonated with, a lot of members in the program did as well, because in our Facebook group, we were all kind of commenting on it. Um, And I followed up the next week and I said, you know, kind of raised my virtual hand and I said, but how do you know which one it is? How do you know if it's a will problem or a skill problem? And they were super helpful, but basically it boils down to it's a little bit of both. And it's often interlaced and it's often mixed and there are layers upon layers. So it is not a clear cut, oh, this problem, this person has a will problem or this person has a skill problem. It's all mixed together. So it's really figuring out what are the different nuances and then once you figure that out, okay, what do you do with that information? So of course I took this through the lens or through a magnifying glass of a course creator. How, when it comes to creating and launching a course, specifically launching the course, do most of the people in my audience have issues with the will to do it or is it the skill to do it? And so we're gonna talk about that a little bit more and how it's all intricate and builds upon each other. So we're gonna go into that. So often when it's a will, situation, you you have the will because you have that demand. Maybe people in your audience want your digital course. Maybe you want to have um, less one-on-one client work, right? You have this desire to generate more income in your business. Uh, you want to have more impact. Maybe you don't want to just be able to serve one person at a time. How can I reach 10 or hundreds? 
uh, you know, thousands of people at one time. So you have this desire, this, like the skill may not, or excuse me, the will may not be your problem because you know that you want to get this up and running, right? So the skill then comes into place with, well, how do you build out your course? And then how do you promote it? And then how do you deliver it? Once people say, yes, I want into your course, like how do you do all those things? And you can see with the skill, it's definitely that how question comes in a lot. So you have like, the will may not be your problem off the bat because you're like, yes, I know I need to do this. Then comes skill, right? The technical pieces. And then after that, will gets layered back in because we think, okay, we know the framework of how to maybe launch a digital course, what goes into that. Um, but then the will part of it comes back. It's these thoughts, it's the beliefs, it's the decisions that are going on in our mind. And you start to think, well, can I do this? Uh, people Will people actually buy it? What if I do all this work and nothing happens? Um, I'm allowing other priorities to get in the way. Or I say I want to focus on my course, but at the end of the day, I really didn't spend much time working on it, right? Uh, maybe you procrastinate. So that's where the will then comes back in because our mind is getting in the way of a progress. our progress. We know what steps we need to take. We're just not doing them because of the thoughts, the will in our head is creating these buffers, these roadblocks, um, sometimes these speed bumps that get in our way of making progress. So then what do we do? We lean back into the skills that we already have, right? Uh, that might be things like the skills you have to prioritize. Maybe it's something as simple as, hey, I know I need, if something's important to me, if this project is something that I truly want to do in my business, I need to block out time, block out every Monday afternoon, or I block out 30 minutes every single morning to work on it, or I block out, you know, huge chunks of time, a three-day weekend to just really rock and roll through my stuff. Like leaning then we can lean back on the skills that we already have or we know that are in our toolbox. We just need to bring them up. Uh, it can also be things like we start to lean on other people, uh, lean on our team. Maybe you have a VA or maybe you work with copywriters, like lean into the people that you already have existing. So sometimes these quote unquote problems, and I should say that out loud, I should use air quotes here because the problem isn't necessarily, I don't know, I think, I think of, I think problem is often a very strong word, um, but that is something, a pain point maybe, a sticking point might be a better way to say it as well. So as we go through, we think, where are my sticking points? Where is it a will issue? Where is it a skill issue? And what tools do I already have in place where I can use that information and cycle through it? And it basically comes back down to, it ping pongs back and forth. And you have different elevations where sometimes your skill is leading the progress that you're making and sometimes your will is leading the progress that you're making. But you need to have both and they interlace together to get you to where you wanna be with your course launch, right? So what happens is when you do layer that together is they start to elevate each other, especially if 
if you have if you have the skills or you know the tactical pieces you can really lean on those and to and that allows your will to elevate so that might show up as you feel prepared you're feeling capable capable is my word of last year and this year i'm happy to share that with you cuz it's what's leading me through feeling capable to be doing what it is that you want to be doing it also frees up your brain capacity and i'm going to give you a personal example here of something that i have been going through will and skill and it just kind of clicked to me recently like this aha moment um so one thing that has been stuck in my head is pricing for my done for you services uh about this time last year so nearly 12 months ago i adjusted my price and i was not entirely sure that that was the direction that i should go and so for nearly 12 months in the back of my head i have been thinking hmm is this the right price point was it too high i've also I literally had a coach, a different coach, tell me, no, Chelsea, you should be charging minimum 10 grand for your services. And I was like, what? Are you serious? That's, while my clients generate more than 10 grand by working with us, that is a price point that just kind of felt really, ugh, it, it just did not sit well with me. And, and so in my head, I've been ping-ponging back and forth. Are my prices too low, too high, too low, too high? And that has just been taking up so much of my brain capacity. When I have a conversation with somebody about taking, and this is like real, like intimate, uh, behind the scenes, lift the layer back, like lift the curtain back behind my business. Anytime I have a conversation with a prospect about about working with us, this is always something. It's like the pee in the mattress. Like you always just kind of feel it. What is that? That fairy tale uh, that she has the pee under the mattress. Like there's ten mattresses deep, and she can feel it. That's that's what it's like. It's just always there, and it has me second guessing. And it's because this whole time I have been leaning on my will, my thoughts, my mindsets, my mindset to figure out pricing for my services. So this weekend, I sat down, I'm taking a course, Financial Fitness Formula, Jamie Troll's course, and in the module, she talks you through pricing your services. And so I literally took all of the courses that we've launched over the last year, and all of the hours that I did for each of those, and all of the hours that my team did for each of those, and I looked at the actual data. I looked at the data there to see what does it truly take to launch a digital course. And when I looked at the data, I was like, oh my gosh, I am spot on with where I need to be with my pricing. It was this huge weight off of my shoulders. It was this huge relief that I don't have to keep thinking about this anymore. Because now I have numbers, I have this skill, I had somebody teach me the skill, right in the course, she walked me through step by step, here's how you figure it out. And so I now know, leaning into my skills, this new skill set that I have, that I'm exactly where I should be. And it now releases me to stop thinking about it, to stop wasting time, to stop letting all these what ifs come into my mind, I can now just move on and really it allows me to focus on my 
potential clients or the people that I get to work with and it's all about them and it's less about me and this just like little thorn in my side that I keep thinking through. And so that's my example of what I'm experiencing real time as will versus skill. I had the will. I I knew pricing was important. I had you know, ask this question to, to different people, to different coaches and thought through it that way. But I really was missing the piece of the skill in order to figure out what's my best foot forward. Right. So I wanted to go on data and not feeling. And so hopefully you can see how will and skill is so intertwined with what it is that you do. And, you know, this is something that you can, take as far as your material when you go and promote your digital course and you have conversations with your audience. But really, I want you to think about what it is that you're experiencing. Have you had, um, do you feel set up and ready to go as far as completing your course, as far as launching your course, as far as delivering your course to your potential clients? And if you are kind of like, I feel feel okay, but I'm stuck, or I'm not progressing the way I want to be progressing, or I have this idea, I just haven't acted upon it, or this is something where, man, I've been wanting to launch my digital course, and I just haven't been able to do it. I'm not sure why. I think I have the will. I think I have the skill, but it's just not getting done. If that is you, then I want you to join my upcoming challenge. It's called Your Launch Machine. And really, this is where we can help you discern and work through the will versus skill so that you're set up in both areas in order to complete your course and launch it into the world, right? So if you find yourself kind of nodding like, okay, I'm a little bit interested, stick with me because let's talk about it. I want you to have a full understanding of what um, this challenge is about. So it's called Your Launch Machine and it's because when you launch a, launch a digital course, you have to have this machine, right? This machine in place. People often call it funnels. Uh, they'll call it a process, a flow, things like that. But I like to think about it as a machine because this is something you have to build. Not only do you have to build it and know what parts go in, you need to know how to operate it. You need to know how to operate it and you need to know like, what do I put into this machine? What's the input so I can get my desired output? And when I was thinking through this, my head kept going back to a pasta machine. Have you seen those where they're like, they have a, um, you put your pasta dough in it and there's this roller and you crank it and then out comes this like smooth sheet of pasta. And that's where my head keeps going into. So let's lean into that analogy a little bit here. And, and we can use it so um, you can see like, you can um, connect the dots in your mind. It's this illustration of what a launch machine can look like and why it's important to know all the aspects of it. So if you have this pasta machine, right? Maybe you get it out of the box. You need to know first, make sure you have all the parts, right? You have all the parts and then how do you put them together? Usually there's instructions. They say, okay, you know, add this piece to that piece. Then you attach the crank. You give it a couple swirls. All right, it's good to go, right? You build the machine. But that's just the start of it. You need to know how to, what ingredients you need, how to prep your ingredients, how to get the ingredients, like is it a cold dough, is it a warm dough? And when you put it through, 
you start to crank it. Okay, you see some pasta coming out, but is it the way you want, right? Uh, you might have to test it. You might have to taste it. You might have to work with it a little bit to get it to the right consistency that you want. And that's the way I like to think about it for a course launch, right? So you need to know, you need the blueprint for a launch. You need to know what is it that we're building? Why are all these pieces connected? How do they flow together? That's the first step. That's the blueprint. That's day one of our challenge. Day two of the challenge is how do you prep your ingredients? How do you prep your audience, your prospects, your potential students? What do you do there in order to get them ready? You put them through the machine and they're ready to purchase, right? So there's some key steps that you need to do to warm up your audience, get your ingredients ready. See, this analogy comes into play uh, before you put them into the machine. And then once you put them in the machine, what happens there? So prepping your audience, that's day two. Day three is putting them inside the machine. We like to call it from sales page to student. What needs to happen there so that it's streamlined? Your students are, uh, they're educated, they're informed, they know what to expect. They give you their credit card and then what happens, right? So on the back end of this machine that our students don't see, but it's built on the backside, is they are getting emails, they're getting tagged, there's certain automations that are happening and all of that should be effortless so your student has no idea what's really happening behind the scenes, right? They don't need to know all that intricacy. They just wanna know that you can help them and you know that they're ready for it because they've given you their credit card and said, okay, let's do it, I'm in. So that is day three. And then day four is the student experience. So now you have this pasta dough, what do you do with it, right? Do you cut it up in fettuccine? Is it rotini? Is it ravioli? What do you do with it at that point? Do you package it? Do you freeze it? Do you put it in water, boil it? Same thing with your students. You have to, you can't just sell them a course. I mean, you could, but we don't want to just sell them a course and then, okay, here's a bunch of information and see ya, right? There should be a, a, a process to keep your students engaged, to keep them informed, to keep them connected. Because at the end of the day, while yes, we're generating revenue for our business, that's important too. But at the end of the day, we want results for our students. We want our students to go through your program, to ha do the work, to do the action steps, to ask the questions, and at the end, they get the transformation. The transformation that you have outlined for them, that you have shared is possible for them, right? So we talk about what that looks like, what that student experience looks like uh, in a way where you are keeping them informed and, and engaged without spending a ton, a ton of one-on-one -on -one time. So there's different ways that we can go about that. So we'll talk about that in day four of the challenge. And day five is the launch report card. What worked, what didn't, and what's next? So if you're thinking about our pasta machine, okay, people have actually tasted it, what did they think? You might say, mm, I know I need to add a little bit more salt to my pasta dough, right? Or some students might be like, oh, this was amazing. Can you please like sell it to me in bulk so I can have it all of the time, right? So your students might be giving you some ideas of how they want to continue, you know, tasting your pasta or um, experiencing your digital course. It also may be things like, 
all right, that first go, we made the pasta happen, but dang, that machine was moving all over the counter. Next time I'm for sure gonna get a clamp to connect my pasta machine to the counter so that I can effortlessly crank the wheel and it just flows through, right? So you might realize that there are some things about your course launch that you wanna do differently next time. Maybe the first time, like this was cool, but I think I can improve the system. I think I can improve the machine even more. These are things you don't may not know about until you actually get into the first launch. So we look at what worked, what didn't, and what's next. And really in this launch report card, the data that you have from your launch is how to determine what your next steps are for your second launch and what you need to do in between your launches. So thanks for leaning into that pasta analogy. I'm sure I made everybody hungry now at this point, but I really want you to start thinking about your launch as this machine that you build out. It's an asset for your business that you can use over and over and over again. Um, I have simultaneously, I have one client, I just got off the, a call with him about mm, two hours ago, and we just finished his first set of webinars. And he said, okay, the first one was way better than the practice session. The second one was way better than the first one. And I know my third one's gonna even be way better than my second one. So I love seeing that progression within the launch itself. We also have a client, we are working on her eighth launch right now. This is a machine that we have built. She is very, uh, I don't wanna say hands off cause she is involved, but she's involved where she needs to be. She is involved front and center. She's connecting with her community members. And then my team and I are behind the scenes, cranking through this machine that we have built for her. And it's just, it's streamlined, right? Um, we are not reinventing the wheel. We are not creating this machine every time. We are just taking the new audience, warming them up through her machine, and then the output, you like that sound effect? The output is she has students in, enrolled in her course. So I share that with you so you can start to think of your launch as this machine that it's not a one and done. You don't just build this and then, okay, I can't do anything with it. It's something that evolves over time, but you do the heavy lifting within your first course launch. All right. So if you are interested, I would love for you to come join the challenge. It's called Your Launch Machine. You can find out more and save your spot at yourlaunchmachine.com. And we're gonna go through the five days. Those are the topics that we're gonna talk through. It'll be a little bit of teaching, a little bit of action, but it's really gonna get you in motion. And we're going to talk through what are the skill things you need for your course launch? What are the tactical things that you need, right? What are the step-by-steps? How do you make these decisions? Um, and it's also that will part of it where you don't have to second guess about what needs to go into a course launch or what you need to do. You free up your own brain capacity because we are gonna give you this framework that you can follow. Um, if you have questions, please send me a DM. I love answering your questions um, in direct message. I've had a lot of conversations lately that are like, man, this is this is not just like a few questions back and forth. It was a full on conversation in DMs, which is really fun because then you can always go back through and, and look and see, you know, what you talked about. So uh, I would 
open the door for you if you have any questions to send me some DMs. I'd love to see you inside the challenge. I would love to see this be something where you're like, all right, now is the time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit. So yourlaunchmachine.com and be thinking about will versus skill. Will versus skill for you as a course creator, for you in your business, but then also be thinking about it for your students, right? Where are they stuck with will? Where are they stuck with skill? Where um, might it be intersecting and you can have those conversations to help them? So at the very least, uh, I hope this thought of will versus skill helped you because it was definitely a concept that helped me and I appreciate you being here and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.